to the Recharge Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Carrie Ulrich and Kelly Gunther. We are thrilled to talk to people who have made a decision that recharged their lives. Often, they push themselves out of their comfort zones and took risks. We want to know about that decision point. Why did they make that decision? And most importantly, how can we learn from them? Kelly and I are passionate HR professionals, and together we co-founded our HR consulting firm, Abrachi Group. We have talked to amazing people throughout our careers and listened to them as they made decisions that changed their lives and knew that these inspirational stories would help others. And why did we call it Recharge? It's based on a book I co-authored called The Way of the HR Warrior, and in it, we have a leadership model, CHARGE, which stands for courage, humility, accuracy, resiliency, goal-oriented, and exemplary. We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're so honored to have Ben Albert as our special guest. When COVID hit, Ben was furloughed from work. He found himself down and out, staring at an empty handle of Jim Bean whiskey. He was unemployed, depressed, and felt unworthy. Hesitantly, he opened his MacBook and started reaching out to strangers on LinkedIn. This spearheaded his entrepreneurial journey. The rest is history. Now Ben hosts a network of five podcasts called Real Business Connections. He runs a massively successful marketing firm, Balbert Marketing, and has replaced his, his established sales income in just over a year. Ben found his way. Once an underdog, now a successful entrepreneur, Ben is passionate about helping other underdogs find their way and achieve their dreams. Ben is on a mission to move the needle on one million lives, one conversation at a time. Ben, thank you so much for being on our podcast. We always like to start by asking what you do when you want to expand your thinking. First off, Kelly, Carrie, thank you so much for this opportunity to, to be a guest on your podcast. It's going to be so much fun. Um, when it comes to expanding my thinking, it might be very similar to a lot of your listeners. I am a podcast addict. I am. I took a personality quiz and I keep, my number one um, trait was input. And part of people, uh, you know, people that are high in input is they like to collect things, whether it's collecting memorabilia. For me, it's collecting thoughts and collecting information. Um, so if I want to expand my thinking, if I want to see a dual perspective, if I want to go deep on a topic, I love putting in a podcast or even better, an audio book and reading along with the, the audio book um, to really expand my thinking and gain multiple perspectives from this medium we're on today podcasting. So what I would do is I would binge listen to your show. Oh, Ben, that's the best answer. We've had a couple answers that include our show, but no one says <laughs> binge. So Ben, massive props for a binge of our show. But what is, um, since you're such a good a podcast uh, listener, what in the past two days, what's kind of been one of the podcasts that you went, oh, what a great thought. What a good new input. Yeah. So I am obsessed with, I'm actually opening up my app to take a look here because I am obsessed with the power of storytelling yes. um, and the story beyond the story. I, I found this in my life um, being a very rational, very um, just a very rational, logical male. I yeah. like looking at A, B, and C 
three tips and tricks, implement these today. That that was my learning for most of my life. And then I started to realize that I already had all the answers, but I wasn't actually implementing the answers or actually like I wasn't I, I knew the answer, but I wasn't actually creating any solutions because I was just in analysis paralysis. Mm. And one thing I've learned over time, you sometimes don't need the three tricks. But if you can look at stories and extract wisdom from people's stories, people that have been through struggle, how they got out of it, not just the three actionable tips that they did to to win the day, actually what happened when they're in their darkest moments, when they're in their worst moments, and what was their mindset, what action did they take uh, to to raise their mindset, how did they ask for help, what did they do? I feel like there's a real power in stories. So I'm going to try to find this. Ed Milet. Um, just interviewed Colin O'Brady and I don't want to like spoiler alert, um, but the Ed Milet show is a great show and Colin has probably the most interesting, unique story I've ever freaking heard in my life where I couldn't sleep and I was up all night and you can probably hear I'm a little scatterbrained because I'm a little unslept, but I, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't hit the Z's because it was such a fascinating story wow. about someone who really defied all odds. So that that's really been my obsession as of late, not just the actionable tips, but the stories that allowed people to realize that these actionable tips are doable and, and we can learn and, and do them ourselves. Yes. I, I love that. No, this, the power of storytelling is so incredibly important and that's how people learn really. I mean, you, like you said, it's great to have the research and it's great to see the tips and you kind of need that, but how do you get inspired and how do you want to change things is because you, you heard a story. And that's one of the reasons that we love doing our podcasts because we get to talk to people like you, Ben, who share your stories and there are people out there who think, Oh, I'm kind of like him or that story just, it, it, it gets me like that underdog story gets me and I'm going to do something with that. Uh, so I thank you for sharing that, the power of storytelling and speaking of stories, Ben, thanks for the segue. It's like, you know, marketing, Ben, um, the segue is what is the decision that you made or was made for you that changed the trajectory of your life? And what are some of those charge qualities you use to help you in that? Yeah. And, and you said it in the bio. I humbly replaced my sales executive income in just over a year and I'm doing great, but none of this is to brag or to impress. It's just to impress upon the point that if we skill stack, if we do the inner work to look at what do we value, what are our skills? And over time, we learn how to skill stack. That's where, you know, big results happening in short periods of times can, can become possible. So um, I, I will slow down a little bit to speed up. Um, but, you know, Kelly Carey, I was a quiet kid my most, pretty much my entire life. I still get a little bit of anxiety, like even coming on a podcast, even though I've done hundreds of these um, as a host and as a guest. Um, and it's because I, I barely spoke a word the first 13 years of my life. I was very quiet. I was very reclusive. And I was quite literally the smallest kid in school, the smallest boy. The only smaller person in school was a little Asian girl named Olivia Lee. So I was very proud not to be the smallest kid. Um, <laughs> but you're small, you're quiet, and you're obsessed mm-hmm. with basketball. So imagine that. You're obsessed with basketball. I'm literally a jersey for every single day of the week. 
I don't recall ever washing them. I presume my mother did that for me. Um, <laughs> so you're a quiet kid and you love basketball. What happens when you're the smallest kid in school? Mm-hmm. You end up getting pushed around. You end up getting bullied a little bit. Um, it's funny. I, I wanted to f- defy all odds from a very young age because I was a tiny little kid, yet I wanted to be the next Michael Jordan, which mm-hmm. um, just genetically wasn't going to happen for me. Um, but to, to go on kind of like into the future, part of why this was happening for me is that at a young age, I was developing curiosity. I wasn't the loud kid, but I was the curious one. I loved to ask questions and annoy the heck out of people. Um, so I was developing curiosity and I was developing a bit of a growth mindset. So when high school came about, I'm an obsessive person. I'll be honest with you guys. I became obsessed, not with sports at this time, but the music industry. And I I had a guitar, drums, I played a little bit, but I wasn't the best musician. What I found was my sweet spot was amplifying musicians being like the business end of things where I was setting up MySpace pages I was handing out flyers. I was wearing the merchandise. And there's like these tiny, itsy-bitsy, small bands from my hometown of Rochester, New York. But everybody in Rochester, at least at my school, knew who they were because me and a few people were like the advocates and the promoters. And the reason I slow down and tell these kind of two short stories about childhood is I didn't realize that I was developing, you know, the value set of a growth mindset, the value set of, you know, building community, Um, Not wanting to have anyone feel muted or quiet the way I did. I loved having fun. And then as a marketer and as a podcaster and doing this as a profession, that's literally exactly what I get to do on a daily basis. I get to advocate for businesses. I get to amplify their mission. I get to amplify their influence. I get to help allow them to help more people find the right client, the right partner, um, the, the right new role. If they're, they're the right business endeavor, it's really just my job to to pass the mic and amplify other people most of the time as a marketer. So when I was furloughed during COVID, and we can get into all the little details that you can take it wherever you'd like. When I was furloughed during COVID, um, I didn't just become successful overnight. It's actually in a really dark place. I was really struggling. I was drinking way too much. Um, and I remember looking at myself in the mirror one day and just being like, who are you? Mm-hmm. I had been doing affirmations for over five years. Every single affirmation was a lie because with all the eating and the drinking and the Netflix and the, I wasn't living in alignment with who I was pretending to be. Mm-hmm. And I, it was just a sad moment. But when you look back at all these things that happened for me, um, I just started stacking these skills. I had a marketing background. I had a sales background. I loved podcasting. I actually had hosted a music podcast for four years that I started in 2016. So I started a business-oriented podcast in my hometown of Rochester, New York, in conjunction with starting my marketing firm. So the business podcast was a great opportunity to do two main things, ultimately learn from brilliant people that were 10 steps ahead of me, and two, network with in reality, potential clients, and a lot of them didn't become clients, but they can't be, they became cheerleaders, partners, friends, mentors. And once I started to build my name in the local community, the business was just kind of like icing on a cake that I started to gain clients. As I leveled up myself, the business grew. So they worked in conjunction 
And I got to do things that were completely in alignment with that growth mindset, that love of learning, that curiosity, the fun, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If I had tried this five years ago, I probably would have failed. If I had tried it 10 years ago, um, I think 10 years ago, I just kind of wanted to start a music venue in a bar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that is the slowdown to answer your question in that I gave it a shot in something that I had developed skills in and I feel like I got lucky. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, Ben. So you so you've been such an underdog, and so I can see why you fight for them because, like you said, being the smallest, wanting to be in basketball, like you understand what it's like to be the underdog and people not kind of understand you, and especially being so quiet and, and you're such an observer and you can help people. And so I feel like you you kind of were a, probably maybe a little more self-aware than your peers at that age. And so you were in sales and then when COVID hit, is that correct? Yes. And so you were doing their daily affirmations and it sounds like maybe you seemed kind of aware about it and you were doing affirmations. And so then kind of when you said, but then I was doing it and it was kind of a lie, Where what happened with that? Where did that disconnect start for you, Ben, if you look back? Yeah, um, it's. I didn't mean to bring Ed my Ed Milet up multiple times, but he just came to mind. So Ed Milet just put out a book, "The Power of One More," and it's a great concept. One more, I love you. One more rep at the gym. Mm-hmm. One more phone call at work. One more text message to someone in need. One more piece of content. If you just skill stack one more, just one more action, um, the results are incredible. And nothing I'm saying is to disregard that. I was in my place in my life where I was one mooring so much. I was meditating, affirmations. I had a journal. I was hitting the gym. I was reading. I was listening to all these podcasts. Um, But the drinking and the analysis paralysis and the having the answers it stinks when you feel like you have good advice, but you know you're not in alignment with your own advice, so you just mm-hmm. shut your mouth and don't say it. Yeah. I didn't need one more. Mm. My self-care was actually one less. Ah. One less drink, one less hour, one less episode of a podcast, actually taking the information and implementing it. Um, so, yeah, it literally was starting to subtract some of the things in my life so I could stay focused on the things that were really helping me the most because all of those self-care exercises were incredible, but because of my <laughs> the anti-self-care, whatever you want to call it, um, the exercise didn't work because I wasn't treating things holistically. I thought I could just add a new practice in and be happy, but really I had to subtract the things that were taking me down. You make such a good point about that subtraction. I was listening to, I can't even remember the article or something, but it was about the power of subtraction to your mm. point of, especially for those who are kind of goal oriented, or like you said, a self declared obsessive on things. So you can do one more and one more, and I can do one more thing. And, and all of a sudden you realize, wow, I'm super saturated. I, there's no, not one more. And so how did you decide Ben, what to subtract. I think for some of our listeners, that's even more difficult at times to say, okay, I have to stop doing this and I have to subtract some things from my life to be in a better place. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give like a cop-out answer, but you kind of just do it. Um, 
I still, I still have a cocktail here and there. I'm not perfect. Um, but I stopped drinking and I went 90 days without drinking and honestly felt the best that I had felt in a long time. And I'm looking back and I'm like, Oh, I need to take another break. Um, a big thing was starting the business, like starting the podcast. Like there were a lot of things that I knew I wanted to do, but I just wasn't doing them. And to be fair and to give myself grace, I was working a full-time corporate role and I didn't realize at the time I was kind of miserable, but I felt I was just going to go up the corporate ladder and just kick Mm -hmm. butt. Um, Mm -hmm. But because of that corporate role and the stress and then loving music and loving going out and being a little bit of a hedonist sometimes, um, I didn't really give myself space to subtract. So it was really just reducing the quantity in almost every single category. One less concert, (laughs) Mm -hmm. one less drink. One less job, which ended up being such a blessing. I didn't realize it, but not having COVID hitting it. I feel like it's going to be cliche down the road. COVID was such a turning point in my life because I was forced into this self-discovery when at the time I feel like I didn't even want to do it. Hmm. I think that the, the quote that you just said, like I gave myself that space to subtract and you're right. It is going to be like 10 years from now, we're doing this podcast. People are like, you know, during COVID, I had that space. Like it really did give people space and some downtime to reflect upon themselves and decide what to do for their future. So I think, Ben, something you said when you decided to to focus on, on marketing and start your own company in the podcast, in your bio, you said about impacting uh, a underdog and be impacting a million people. And so how did you kind of talk us through some of that process of this is what I'm going to do. Here's the, my mission. How did you kind of come up with that and, and decide that? Yeah. Um, one thing I've learned in marketing, in thought leadership, in any kind of education is you don't need to be the smartest person on earth but you know some you know something that someone you know 6 months 6 months ago you 5 years ago you 10 years ago you they need to hear it they mm-hmm. need to learn this and you can help them turn years into weeks if not days or hours by getting the right knowledge to the right people so i with the podcast I've really just documented my journey as I learn from brilliant people, one conversation at a time. And I truly believe that you can post a viral post that makes someone laugh. Maybe you're cute and people think you're attractive and you get a bunch of likes. But does that actually move the needle on someone's life? Does that move the needle on someone's career? Um, So the podcast is let's have valuable conversations with brilliant people um, I get to learn every single day. People get to learn with me, et cetera, et cetera. And when one life is changed, they go home and they become a better husband, a better wife, a better father, a better child, a better workplace employee. And we get to create ripples that the reason I chose a million is it became, it, it seemed incredibly doable. It seemed like a smart goal that can be obtained. It's very hard to understand the metrics and actually figure out when you got to a million. But I didn't want to try to do a billion. I didn't need to try to do 10 million. If we can create ripples that impact a million lives, I think in the long run, 
I mean, who knows what we can accomplish? I guess we'll see. Mm. It is so inspirational, the million, because I thought, oh my God. And then I thought, no, because if you help one person who then helps two people who then, I mean, the math, you can back into the math of how many you actually have to talk to. And then, you know, times two, times two, times two. And it's amazing. And it's such an inspirational number and focus, Ben, that I was just thinking like, what, what number can Kelly and I do? Cause we're kind of in the same business with you, mm. right? We want to inspire people and we want to make an impact and we want the world to just be a better place. So I love that, Ben. What, what um, advice and coaching, we always ask for like some action at the end of this podcast. And so you've had such an insightful look into yourself and then subtracting things and then trying to make a difference in the world. Kind of what are some of the actions if someone's kind of not making that space for themselves or um, wants to kind of venture out on their own? What are some of the advice you have for them? You know, the broad strokes advice would be that you you don't have to do it alone. Mm. You don't have to do it alone. I don't recommend you even try to do it alone. And we can dive deeper into this if you'd like. But the way I built the podcast and the marketing firm was collaborating with other people on a daily basis. The podcast was a great opportunity to, I call it the CAN system, create content, collaborate, and network, create and network, collaborate and network, content and networking. If you've ever started a business or plan on doing it and you put out a social media post, usually what happens, unless you already have a great personal brand, is no one sees it and no one cares. But if we start collaborating with one another, we can actually create content and host an event together, uh, do a fundraiser together, uh, do a podcast together. Maybe someone's a writer and I am a graphic designer. They can give me a quote. I can design the graphic. Maybe you can partner with the research organization and create infographics for them. There's so many different ideas, but we don't have to do it alone. If we create and network, every single networking conversation isn't just, hey, here's a business card. This is the kind of person that I serve. Do you have any referrals for me? It's, hey, I have this super big vision and I don't know if I can even accomplish it, but I'd love your help. And this is where I think you can play a role in that vision. So don't go out trying to do it alone. Don't feel like you have to do it alone. Find people that have a similar vision and a similar value set. Add value into their lives. For me, it was the podcast. I was giving someone free promotion, free. And mm -hmm. I didn't even have any listeners. And they still put their chips on me when I got started <laughs> because they liked the vision. And we got to know each other. And now these, like I said, they're best friends, partners, clients, et cetera, et cetera. So think about what you're looking to accomplish. Think about who can help you accomplish that and start working with those people, even if it's just for free, because you'll be putting a value into this world, getting better at what you do and getting some live data on what your target clients actually say and what they need. And, and then you can start building your business from there. I the, don't do it alone. For people who have listened to this podcast, we've talked a couple of times, Kelly and I, about not sure we could have No, not sure. Uh, we wouldn't have done this company by ourselves. And the reason we are successful is because we have each other and mm. we ask for help 
and we outsource things and we find experts and we, like you said, make those connections. But I just, you said it in such a nice, beautiful way of, of partnering and adding value for each other too. And just don't do it alone. Cause a lot of people think they have to do it alone. Do you have other advice? Maybe a last p- bit of advice, Ben? I mean, I have lots of these. I'll give you as many as you want. <laughs> Give us two more, Ben. Three is such a magic number. So so th- this is my favorite, favorite, favorite thing to do. And it's so darn easy. You pick up your phone, whether it's your text messenger, your Facebook messages, your Instagram DMs, your LinkedIn messages, choose a platform. I'm literally doing it right now. I open up my phone and I scroll to the bottom. And what happens is I'm scrolling to the bottom. I'm in the 20s right now, um, 11, 19, 20. And I see someone that I met at a conference. I see someone that I worked with on a one-time gig freelance project. Um, Me and this gal went to a music festival together. These are people that I haven't spoken to in years. So -hmm. what you do as a listener is you choose your platform. You scroll to the very bottom. You check in. It's easier if you're on a social media. You can hit their Facebook wall, see what they're up to, spend 45 seconds crafting a message, and just reach out and let them know that you care about them, you're thinking about them, um, if there's any way you can help them, this or that, offer them coffee. Um, the, The message will reveal itself based on the person and the circumstance. But if you do that once a day, 45 seconds a day, 365 days a year, um, 10 years in, you've sent over 3,600 of these messages, 20 years in. If this is a daily practice, just think about the the impact you can make just bringing joy because at the other end, you actually don't know what this person's going through and that message could take them out of a dark place into a good one. Um, so really just sending one message a day is, will create a massive impact. And again, it only takes like 45 seconds a day to do it. Yeah, I love that. But you know, Ben, I have this... Um, moment sometimes of, I feel, I don't know if you ever, if you've had this, but I almost, I just feel kind of guilty, like, oh, it's been two years and I haven't reached out. And like, I almost then don't want to reach out because I feel bad. And then I'll push myself and do it. And the person's like, oh my God. (laughs) I, and on the, on the flip side, if I haven't heard from someone for like a couple of years and they reach out, they're like, Hey, I was thinking of you, I have a question for you. I, I have never looked at it like, oh, I can't believe I'm not going to talk to this person. I haven't heard from them in two years. Like I'd never think that, but I put it on myself. I don't know if you've had to get over a, a hump like that when you reach out to people or is it, has it been easier for you or any tricks? Oh, Ben. Oh, Hey, Cal. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I see him grayed out. He'll come back with great advice. Ben? Yeah. I think I'm back. Did did we There he is, you're back. Yay. Was I lost? <laughs> you were lost for just a second, but now you're back. Story of my life. Story. I know. I was gonna say I set you up for that with that one, Ben. <laughs> mm. Um, so I missed the end of that there. Where 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 would you like to go next? It was just maybe the the um, the third bit of advice before we close. Yeah. So, um, and I don't have a. Per- you can just Google search list of values, okay. um, and find a really long list of values. And your goal at the end is going to be to narrow it down to five or less. 
So you're going to love a lot of the values, but you want to be honest with yourself. It, w- what value, if I look at back my entire life, especially my childhood, which of these values came up time and time again? For me, it was, you know, the growth mindset, the curiosity, the love of learning, um, the the um, love of having fun, things like that. What what values come up time and time again throughout my life? Start highlighting hey, all the ones you love. Yep. Then so I think take a Ben's pen having some audio and start problems, crossing so a few I will out. Just and hand start- it over. Oh, there you go, Ben. So continue to basically take these values and reduce the list until you get to three or five that have just permeated throughout your entire life. And now you know exactly what to talk about. Anytime, this is from a marketing perspective, but anytime you tell a story, anytime you put out marketing content, you want to have those values embedded in everything you do. And once you start to understand who you are, what you value and who you can serve, you can actually tell your stories and create messages around those value sets and start attracting those people into your life, people that resonate with your story and are aligned with the same kind of stuff you love. Um, So once we get to know ourselves better and what we value, we can show up in our best, most authentic self and actually like a magnet attract the people that are similar to us and repel the ones that aren't. And that's quite all right as well. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ben. That's a great insights and the story and advice. I know Kelly is, cannot um, hear you as well. So usually I toss it over to Kelly. So to close, Mm. Um, but Kelly, maybe I know a lot of times you ask people questions, but we'll just kind of skip that. But what are your thoughts on what you heard from Ben. And then I guess we'll close our podcast after your thoughts, Cal. Well, I thought it was incredibly inspirational, Ben. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, love we Carrie and I both love a good underdog story for sure. Um, and when you take your experience and try to not try to, but when you look to improve other people's lives through the power of your story and pay it forward in life, it, I think, means everything. Um, and one of the themes that has been woven through our podcast is the idea of self-awareness. And I think what you've been able to demonstrate throughout your episode is how incredibly self-aware you are to the point where you recognized, I am oversaturated. I have to scale back and remove things that aren't serving me. Um, yes, the information is great but it's now become overwhelming. And so now I need to remove things that aren't necessarily going to help me because maybe in time they would, but in this moment, they're not. And so um, I think what you did was really pretty admirable because there might be some who try to implement it all and try to put on the cape and show that they can do everything and then some, but being able to remove the layers of confusion and isolate to what really is just meaningful for you in that moment is, I think, a pretty profound thing to do. Um, what I wanted to ask you is what episode of Recharge Your Life really resonated with you the most? So um, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to get that answer, but um, I'm really excited that we have the opportunity to spend time with you, Ben. And I'm really um, so thrilled that we got, were able to listen to your story and more importantly, get your message out to 
um, to our audience and our listeners, because we know that it's going to make an impact on their life, um, one life at a time. And so uh, I know that we'll be working on our goal to to identify what that number is. If I know Carrie, she is going to be having a number in mind. I know. So. <laughs> you know me so well. I do. I do. I do. That will be at our next weekly meeting. Um, <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to have all of Ben's contact information um, in the show notes of this episode for more information. Again, thank you so much, Ben, for sharing your podcast. I apologize for the audio um, issue it towards the end of our session. Um, but thank you so much. We've got a lot of contact information about Ben, about his amazing marketing company. Um, and so we look forward to having you take a look at all of that. Again, thank you so much, Ben, for sharing your story with us. Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at Abrachi Group. Instagram at Warriors of HR, and Twitter at Warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.